welcome to Telling the Tale. It's the podcast where we'll go through every single Telltale episodic narrative adventure video game. I'm your host, Mitchell Wolf, and I'm joined, as always, by other hosts, Dustin Cornelius Jackson. There's nobody named Ian in this game, and yet they're the guard Ians of the galaxy. Yeah, let's get a few more Ians in this thing. And we're joined today with special guest. He's been on the show before, but we love to have him back. Uh, please welcome to the show... Our good friend, Andrew. Hello, it's me. I'm here. Hey, Andrew. Uh, if no one's ever heard from you before, can you tell you, uh, people a little bit about yourself? Um. Well, uh, I am Dustin's roommate, so he deals with me all the time. Yeah. Okay. But I've avoided all of his thoughts on this episode until I was done. He played these days ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I played this one day ago. One days ago. I- I played this a few hours ago. We have a. I played it before Dustin did. We have a good spectrum of a, how long we've played it ago. We should use that to make a good podcast. That's a good idea. Uh, Andrew, before we get going, do you want to talk about a video game ever that you've worked on or made or or like you think is cool? Um, well, uh, we are releasing a game with the Torch 60 called Astra Hunters Osma. It is releasing on January 5th. How do you spell so, that? Uh, Astra, Hunter, and Zosma. Z-O-S-M-A. Okay. That's good. You said you said Zosma as if that was people are going to have to know how to spell Zosma. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a star, but no, it's a star nobody's heard of. Yeah, that's that is tough for stars. Can you believe that there's yeah. like a bunch of stars out there that they don't even want to name? Yeah, like Larry. Yeah, yeah, but they named they named this one, and it's a it's a Zosma once again. Z O. Astro Hunters. But I did the sound. I did I did the soundtrack, so uh, people should play that because it's gonna be good. Cool. Well, you know what game you didn't do the soundtrack for is Guardians of the Galaxy: A Telltale Series, Episode Five. Well, I kind of don't. Stop I kind of wish I did because it's got a good soundtrack. It's got a very good soundtrack. It was released yeah. on November seventh, two thousand seventeen. Directed by Jason Latino. Uh, designed by Molly Malone. Matt McManus and Matt Boland, and written by Jessica Krause. Creative leads are credited in this episode where they were not credited before. Uh, I believe that's just, like, creative leads of the whole series. Uh, Matt, uh, Mark Darren and Zach Keller. So thank you all, the Telltale Bunch, who put this episode together and the season together. This is the finale of the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale series. Before we get going... I want to ask the panel we've assembled here today, of which I am part of, um, what do we think? Is it good? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. I do feel like I would have liked it less if I picked a certain thing earlier on, but I'll get into that probably later. Okay. Yeah. Let's. Uh, we'll we'll ha- actually have a lot give, of time do to we talk want do it. we want a lightning round real quick on on some of my earlier cho- episode That's choices? That's a great idea. Yeah. Let's because yeah. we've talked about where Dustin and I are. Where are you in your progress through this uh, series? What'd you do? What did well, you okay, so so one, I will say the first uh, episode, um, I gave the body to the Nova Corps, and I, I got kind of this cool, like, action scene where, like, like, I was in the, or I gave it to the Collector, um, not the Nova Corps, um, and I got this cool action scene where I'm in the Collector's Museum, and there's, like, this like 
wormhole kind of thing that's just like in one of his cases. It was actually like pretty sick. Gamora like picks it up and like she picks up Nebula a by like she picks like up a, a, a wormhole. Like she gets her arm stuck in it, so then she uses it to like attack uh, Nebula with it. Oh, that's awesome! That's fun. And there's like these floating mines and stuff. It's like crazy town. I don't know. I don't know what happened with the Nova Core side, but I, I assume it was less less cool of an action scene than that because we got Rooks. Uh, yeah, we have we we met our good pal Rooks. Um, yeah, see, you made a friend. I made. I I got a cool fight. Well, we that friendship did not we, last. We like a, a ship fight with Gamora and the, or not Gamora, Nebula and the Novacore. Yeah. So the collectors uh, sent me like emails, like, oh, uh, you know, like, um, I think I think it was something about like compensating for the damage or whatever. And also, I will say it was kind of funny, like in the episode, uh, like. When, after you've, like, kind of destroyed the museum, basically, with your fight with Nebula, uh, he just says, oh, yeah, sorry about the damage. And then you see, uh, I don't remember what her, what her name was, um, like, the collector's, like, assistant, and she, mm. she, she just, she just, like, scoffs and doesn't say anything. <laughs> and there's, like, no audio, so I think they just didn't want to get the, the voice actor in there again. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> one, one of those things, which is a little funny. Um... So yeah, and then I didn't. I did not destroy the, the forge. You did so. not destroy. Okay, so I also am with you on that. We didn't destroy the. We empowered the forge. Uh, Both of you? No, you and no. I. Dustin didn't. I did oh, destroy okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah. For us, we have Baldin in this episode. Um. Yeah, I, I don't son. know how this episode would go without that. I'm actually kind of curious well, because well, Dustin, I believe, does know. So we'll have to talk about yeah. that. Um, other other choices. I'm I'm just thinking back through the season. Did you get Nebula to join the crew? I did. She's very very dead. Yeah, she died for sure. That's okay. Um, and what about Drax? What happened to Drax at the uh, end of episode four? So I I let him go. I also let him go, and I think Dustin I also let him go. Yeah, uh, but uh, I watched I watched Adam play also, and I know what happens well, if you don't. Well, what happens so. if you don't? Uh, well, instead of well, did we want to get into how uh, this the the start of this episode starts out? No, I want to hear about the thing that you just said about Adam. <laughs> well, the the thing is, it's it's mainly it mainly impacts because it's like Gamora is pissed off at you instead of Rocket at the start. So like, okay. and uh, Groot gets like disfigured kind of a little bit. He, oh, interesting. Uh, loses an arm. Oh. He loses an arm, and his his face gets a little burned on one of the sides. Okay. Because, okay. Because they activate the engines. So yeah, and then Gamora's pissed off that Drax is dead. So. Wait, 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 wait. So for... Oh, or, or Gamora's... Gamora's... Or Rocket's pissed off that Groot is hurt. Uh, damaged. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Got it. How does Rocket... In, how instead. does Groot get damaged? Because, uh... Because since you didn't ha you didn't give enough time for uh, Groot to step out of the way and Drax to jump through, uh, Rocket like activates like the engines or whatever. Hmm. Okay. And like it it like burns him. Got it. Gotcha. Um. 
So yeah. that makes Rocket pissed off at you instead of Gamora. Yeah. So it, yeah. It's How does basically Drax like, oh, which, which is the only one who sticks with you? And then Drax... Uh, I assume Drax would be pissed off at you as well. Well, uh, the way this goes is at the start of this episode, you think Drax is dead, but then you find out he's actually alive. Right. Well, that happens... That happens for us, but for what too. about if you don't let him go? Oh, yeah. No, uh, Drax just stays there and he like beats the shit out of you. Oh, okay. Drax beats the shit out there, of you? Yeah, no, like, there's this whole thing where, like, uh, he's, he's like, oh, hey, um, uh, you didn't let me do this thing, so now you, like, like, owe me in blood or whatever, and then he just, like, kicks his ass, and then, uh, you can, uh, I think Adam said, like, oh, yeah, now we're even, <laughs> you, 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 punch, you punch me, and now we're even, but, like, yeah, like, no, he was about to, like, keep, keep hitting, so, like. Uh, it was it was a, a real intense. Uh, you can tell Drax is not happy. I guess we made the and right then, call then because yeah. we had one less person yeah, pissed off at us. I I will say I I do feel like it's kind of bad that that like it's just, it feels like this is objectively the better choice. Yeah, yeah, it's it, not, it that happens sometimes. I don't think it's a bad thing to have an objectively good choice. Uh, sometimes you need to be tested a little bit. I don't know. Right. Yeah, it, I I care more about like if there's actual follow through f- for the choices that you make, which sometimes there's not, and they all just kind of loop back on the same idea, which uh, it's is more offensive to me personally uh, to be given the uh, the prompt that like, hey, this story is chosen by your choices, so how do you right. feel about that? And then like, it doesn't matter. Don't uh, worry about it. Yeah, so he, a bigger a bigger difference with this episode, I think, is going to be the existence of Baldin in our game, where he does not exist in Dustin's game, because he is pivotal in this episode for us. Yeah, I guess the way it went for me was that he just wasn't there. Cool. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> that's very interesting. Um, so for us, he approaches us, or uh, it, it, it's Peter and Rocket for us, or for me. In the bar, he taps on Peter's shoulder and he's like putting us at gunpoint and he's saying, look, I need your help. I need you to stop my mom. She's going crazy. Um, this isn't how we should be doing things. Um, yeah, so then... Did you have him put the gun down? Cause... Yeah, I haven't put the gun down. Okay, I was like... There's a long period of time where you're just talking and he's just got a gun to you and you're supposed to be nice to him and... <laughs> yeah because like you can either talk about what he's talking about or you can say like i'm not gonna talk to you until you put the gun down man for like three <laughs> it, was almost, it was like almost comical how many times you can be like yeah no like please put the gun down <laughs> you're you're not getting anything out of me <laughs> until until we <laughs> like, yeah. uh, get through this yeah so the the whole deal with that is like he wants you to agree to a deal where if he helps you take down Hala and removes Hala from power, his own mom, and he instates himself into power, which is a little iffy, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know this guy. But that's like what he's trying to do to be a, what he says is to be more peaceful. Um, He'll help the Guardians with that so long as they don't kill Hala. That's the deal he wants to make. 
And uh, you can agree to that or not. I agreed to it. Andrew, did you agree to it? Um, I told them we'd do a lie detector test and pulled Mantis over. Yeah, this is after that. With the deal that Balden asks you to make with his mom. Oh, so, yeah. So, uh, my deal was that we'd pretend he's a hostage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but did you agree to not kill Hala? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, so Sorry, I, I was misunderstanding the question. I did that I, as well. I guess it's just something you'd have to do to progress. Uh, to make the deal? No, I, I think you can be like, we can't promise anything. Um, and he's just yeah. like, well, I guess I'll <laughs> go anyway. Yeah, um, yeah so it, at that point, you're, you're right, uh, Andrew. At, in order to interrogate Baldin, um, Rocket goes and finds Groot and Mantis. And Mantis sort of acts as the lie detector there. So then they're back in the fold. They're pretty easy to convince to come back, I guess. Yeah, well, it seemed like Groot didn't want to leave to begin with. Yeah, Groot was not mad. Groot was just trying to look out for Mantis. And I'll also say, even when he got, like, horribly disfigured (laughs) in Adam's version, uh, like, he was not mad. You still get the handshake scene, even with Groot, like, messed up. Even with He's his like, messed yeah, up hand? yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He just shakes with the other hand. It's fine. Yeah, so it between um, Baldin wanting to team up and us getting Mantis back in order to interrogate Baldin, that's how we get on the way to finding Drax again and getting Gamora. Uh, so, Dustin, you don't have yes. that. So what happens? Um. So... Mantis and Groot come in and they are like, we got to rejoin the team because we got to stop Hala because she's killing a lot of like millions already could be dead. Uh, We got to make this happen. We got to find the others. So Hmm. we I don't get a lie detector scene, but what I do get and I don't know if you guys also got this or not. But uh, we got a scene where Mantis and Peter like, yes merge minds right yeah this happens yeah um, okay i guess i just did not get the so, lie detector so you just scene. skip straight to that <laughs> they yeah. just say they just come back and because they want to that's kind of yeah they come back because they have to yeah help stop her yes that does not feel as good i gotta say yeah that sounds lame it was a little yeah, it was fine <laughs> i mean <laughs> yeah i mean i i guess it just makes sense they come back, like, so the thing is, ha- uh, Mantis can feel everyone that, uh, Hala is sucking the life out of. Mm-hmm. So that's how she knows she has to be stopped. She's like, I can feel like every single person she's sucking the life out of. She, she, uh, we got to stop her, get back together and stop her. Uh, this sucks. I can just feel everyone dying. Wow. That really does suck. Um, yeah, I don't think we get that sort of, uh, reason for that. Mantis does not seem fussed with it until you, like, convince her, hey, you should rejoin the team for this, because it's kind of life and death. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, she's she's mostly just fine. Uh, and uh, her, her, uh... I don't know, I, I don't think that sounds that much better than what I got. You just could convince her to rejoin? Well, yeah, because there's this... Here she there's, wanted there's this to new rejoin. way to take down Hala. So like, there's new information we didn't have before because of Baldin. Um, right. 
so like it 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 makes it more yeah i don't know it's it it's a i don't know it sounds about the same to me it just feels asymmetrical but in any case uh the the mind melting the mending yeah you go into like that that part of final fantasy 7 yeah it's it's a bunch of obsidian platforms in an otherwise white void and uh I guess that's what Mantis's mind looks like. It's a bunch of obsidian platforms with nothing. Is that what like, all video game brains are like? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you, if you work in enough video games, you're like seen those before. Yeah, that's, that's where my character's brains are at. Um, Brain zone. Y- yeah. So you you have a thing. <laughs> I don't know what to call this. Where Mantis asks Peter to think about his emotions that he has about the other people. Um, So, like, the first question is, how do, like, what is your first emotion that you think of when you think of the other Guardians? And I said proud. I Um, also said proud. I also said proud. I'm going to remember, like, half of these, but I didn't take notes on this part. Uh, Yeah, the second question was, what do they think about you? And I said conflicted. I also said conflicted. What the hell? I think I also said conflicted. And oh then, my goodness. Okay. Uh, and then Mantis asks, uh, think of like the happiest time you had with them. What were you feeling? And I said proud a second time. I did not say that. What did you say? I think I said proud the second I time. I said awesome. I was about to say awesome. I, I, I liked <laughs> awesome. seeing awesome there as a choice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, pretty awesome pretty is close. an emotion. <laughs> We're really not very different. No, no. <laughs> I, uh, but it's fine. I did think it was awesome. It, it it to me it felt like Peter would say, "Yeah, that was awesome. That was great." Yeah, Peter Griffin maybe. Uh, but <laughs> he wouldn't say that. He would say freaking sweet. You know it. <laughs> That's true. So you can tell where the other guardians are somehow. Like if you explore. Peter's memories and feelings about them enough. Um, Yeah. So that tells you where Gamora, Rocket, and Drax are, even though for me, Rocket was just with us. Yeah, same. So. Yeah, so it just connects to the ship. Yeah, it just connects to the ship. And Peter just says, oh, I guess that makes sense. He never left. He's just here. (laughs) Yeah, but but Drax being here was like how we found out Drax was still alive. And we talked last episode about how. We kind of wish it was more serious than that, even though we're pretty sure he's going to come back. We were right. He, he's alive. Um, yeah. And we find him. So there's that. I kind of I kind of wish that they like he he's just fine. He's like completely fine. And then like Groot just gets like messed up. And the other option, it's like mm-hmm. they should have messed him up. He should have gotten like a scar or something. Yeah. His head should have yeah, okay. fallen off. Stubbed his stubbed his toe. Yeah, like maybe his his head's got a little scratch on it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's how you find out where Gamora is and the fact that Drax is just still there. Yeah. Um, so you have the choice to go to Gamora or Drax first. I went to Gamora first. Um, I went to Drax first. I went to Drax first. I don't think it ended uh, up mattering. I- no, but I, I felt like I felt like uh, showing Gamora that Drax was alive yeah, would be a better option. Exactly. And then Peter just doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I went to Gamora and I I was able to tell her, "Hey, Drax is alive. Actually, we need to go get him." Um, 
so that that was like what I wanted to happen there because that was I kind of thought that would be the thing that would convince Gamora it's important to come back. We have to go get Drax. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, but I did that, and the only um, the only ramification about which one we did first that came into play was uh, once we got Drax. Drax goes, "Okay, it is time to go save Gamora," and then we're like, "No, we actually got her first. And he's like, oh, well, I just assumed you would get me first because I am your favorite guardian. Uh, and he was pretty upset about it, actually, for like two seconds. And that, That's that was fun. It. Drax is unpleasable in this entire series, I think. <laughs> yeah. He was fine with me. <laughs> Nothing's going right for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see, I just thought, like, you think your friend is dead? I feel like that would be the priority to get first. But I also get your reasoning that makes sense that you could use it to convince Gamora to come back as well. Yeah, I thought I thought like uh, we would take Drax to see Gamora kind of thing. But no, Peter just goes alone and then like doesn't even bring it up until like she's already trying to like kill him or whatever. So yeah, well, we've had a question of like, which one do you want to do first earlier in the series? With the bit where you need to, um, I think in episode two, where you need to decide whether to go to Lila's grave or Nebula's attack first. And right. that, in that case, like the time sensitivity had an impact and it kind of mattered. Um, in this case, I know that they're both fine. So like it really doesn't matter to me which one I get first. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, it would... Except for the fact that, like, Drax was upset that he was second, which is, like, (laughs) understandable, but also the limits to, I think, how much impact that could have had. I will say Drax was in high spirits. Uh, He was, I mean, he was happy. He was, he felt good. Uh, But it's Uh, it's just for that one bit on the the ship. I told him, I told him he was invincible. So now he's a... Like, the entire episode, he's like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'm invincible. (laughs) I'm never going to die, looks at camera. I, I just told him to stop trying to kill himself. <laughs> yeah, I, I told him that too. He begrudgingly agreed. <laughs> I guess. It was fun to do. Uh, <laughs> I did kill a worm. Yeah, he killed a worm so bad that in its yeah. death throes it had to poop and then he was the poop. And he yeah. loves this about that. He says he's going to tell everyone yeah. many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Good for and, him. And Adam doesn't get to have that. <laughs> That's true. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's. He hasn't played episode five yet, so I have no idea how that's going to go. But I guess. Uh, I guess you, the listener, will not find out. Yeah. So something else that I got with uh, Baldin, Dustin, was uh-huh. between the two ones between uh, between getting Gamora and getting Drax. We had a call from Hala on the ship. Did you get this? Oh. Uh, yes, I did have a call from Hala. So for us, or, or for me at least, the call was basically only about, did you take my son? Where's my son? Is he okay? Don't you hurt my son? And we kind of made it seem like we have him hostage. Um, right. To attempt to trade the Eternity Forge for Baldin. Like we made that, we, we tried that. Right. Um, she didn't want to do that, and she w- was very upset at Peter, and kind of just hung up and didn't talk about anything else. What did she talk to you about? 
Um, so she called and said, Peter Quill, I'm going to kill you, everyone you hold dear to you, uh, everything you've ever known. And Peter said, uh, sorry, wrong number. Hang up. (laughs) So she just like, (laughs) she was just sitting there like getting angrier and angrier in her own head that she had to call you. Yeah. She's (laughs) letting Peter know. Uh, you will never know a moment of happiness again. And Peter's just like, yeah, uh, okay. You know, back in high school, I got a, a few calls like that from an ex. Where it, it was clear, <laughs> like, they they didn't have She's anything to say. She's gonna destroy your home? They were just like, hey, remember that thing four months ago? And I'm like, yeah. Fuck you. Like, yeah, that still sucks. And then that was the call. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I guess... <laughs> Hopefully she got it out of her system. Yeah. <laughs> High school's hard for everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. So then after that, you, you start to put together a plan for how to take down Hala. Um, Rocket develops a plan. The, the long and the short of it is that Peter needs to put some explosives on the guns on Hala's ship. Uh, so that, that yeah. when they try to fire, it explodes on them. Uh, but also, there's four other roles that need to be done in this plan. Someone needs to hack the main computer. Someone needs to guard the hacker. Someone needs to find Hala's helmet, except it turns out it, this does not need to happen. <laughs> and someone needs to uh, create a distraction for the main like army of the Kree on the ship so they don't uh, find the other people. Right. And you can choose which of the Guardians to put on which of these tasks, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was fun. Yeah, what were your I, uh, I liked, rosters? Oh, I liked that this was an actual choice, too. Like, yeah. uh, I expected it to be like, oh, yeah, you should, like, uh, put put this person on this thing instead of... But, like, no, it just lets you put whoever on whatever. What did you do? Andrew, you so can go I made. <laughs> okay, I made Drax the hacker. How did that go? Um... Uh, he hacked open the computer. He oh, hacked so. it open with ha- with his knives. Yeah, he with, like, <laughs> with his knives. Okay. Yeah. Did that work? That's funny. Um. Yeah, it, it worked. Great. Uh, it also even it even had like a pop up when when I chose Drax to do that. It's it was like Drax dot 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 is the hacker. <laughs> so Peter's just feeling a little silly today, given these roles. Yeah, out. he's he had too much silly juice. Um, I had Rocket do the distraction, and he makes like a like a Thanos hologram that plays like voice clips from the fight you had with him earlier. Oh, oh that's wow. fun! And that like it like scares the shit out of everybody, and they're like too scared to to uh to come out. And then uh, Groot's I had Groot steal the helmet, and I had Gamora as the protecting the hacker. Um, nice. Uh, G- Gamora's like uh, it was like how how's protecting going, and then she says done. Yeah, I'm just kind of standing here. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I, I I made an attempt to uh, try to match the roles to the people. Um, I, I Yeah, I tried. <laughs> I made Rocket the Hacker. I made Groot protect Rocket. Um, I had Drax cause the distraction with the Kree. And I had Gamora steal the helmet. Nice. Um, mine mine was basically the same except switch Groot and Drax yeah that works yeah I, I thought you know if you need someone to defend the hacker get the guy who's like good at fighting people 
Yeah. Plus, he wanted to def- he wanted to defend uh, Nebula earlier on, and you really didn't let him. So he did not want True. to defend her. Well, well, not no, defend. He wanted to guard but, you know. He wanted to kill her. You know, guard from her. That's <laughs> yeah, give him give deal. him people to kill. Yeah. Um. Uh. I, it, it's yeah. revealed after the fact. Um. Once Rocket is sort of on the intercom talking about what needs to happen. For me, because Gamora was the one on the helmet, Gamora says, okay, I got the helmet. What do I do with it? And Rocket says, great, throw it out the airlock. It'll be really funny if she sees that she's missing her helmet and it's in space. Um, which uh, is I guess how he's right. It would have been Rocket funny. Rocket has made the whole operation so much riskier for everyone else by taking away one of their key players to work on the helmet thing. <laughs> yeah, but it it would have been funny, though. Yeah, it would have been funny <laughs> if she, if she had noticed. Yeah, she didn't even notice. I think I don't think I don't think her priorities were there. Yeah, that's on her, really. It's on it's on Rocket. I think it's on Rocket. Well, you know what? It's um, a little on Peter because when Rocket says, "And then we'll get her helmet," Peter doesn't like say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Good, good idea." Uh, I think you. I think you had the ability to protest it. Actually, oh, did you? Okay. You're like, why? Why do? You, yeah. Be like, why do you need that? He's like, yeah, no, I need it. Trust me. And I think, uh, oh, wait, that's right. Yeah. I picked that because Rocket says, oh, yeah, you can detonate the bombs on the weapon through her helmet. Is that not true at all? I guess that's not. not true at all. <laughs> he, he, made, he made that shit up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just really wanted the helmet. He's a really good liar. Um. Yeah, so like you hear most of the other, you mostly don't see the other people do their jobs. You hear yeah. it over the intercom. Uh, it seems to go well enough. And Peter is just on the outside of the, the ship uh, applying the bombs. People try to like spacewalk out to him to fight him, but it's mostly fine. Um, yeah, uh, no one spacewalked out for me because they were all dead. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't think I had like out. any resistance. Gamora just took them all out. She even he was, he was like all of them, and she just says yeah. Well, Gamora was the hacker protector for you. No, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, she was the protector. So, but she just took out all the her her way of protecting was to just do all the work. So huh. no one came out to attack you when you were putting the bombs on the gun. I don't think so. If if they if they did, I didn't take any notes on it. I, I I had a few people come out, just like a few, and you just shoot them, and they're easily dispatched. Yeah. Uh, but I had Drax uh protect the hacker, and boy, he was really having the time of his life. Yeah, he was, I, he was laughing. He was saying, "There's so much blood everywhere. It's great." <laughs> I'm not positive <laughs> that it's related to who you choose for the roles for people coming out on the guns. Uh. Yeah, I, I, I might think. just not be remembering. It's fine. They didn't like. It's not. Yeah, like it was, it, a big it was just. Thing. They, they were. They were no resistance. If yeah, <laughs> easily just a taken small out. handful of QTEs, and, and then you finish it as successfully as you would have otherwise. Then you go in the ship, and uh, the whole gang gets together. You fight Hala trying to uh, trying to press the button on the computer that fires the laser because no one's there to actually fire it anymore. Right. Um. But yeah, that's where you fight Hala. And it's um it it's done to the song Crazy on You. And it's, it's a good song. It's a really good it's it's my favorite fight scene in the series for sure. Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, great high quality QTEs. We'll call it. Yeah. Them. A lot of them going from Guardian to Guardian. 
Yeah. Um, it, it, there's a few parts in this where it feels a little bit more like it's almost trending to a rhythm game with the QTEs on the screen and what you're pressing, what you're, what directions you're flicking. Right. Yeah. Um, which is good. Like that's where it should be. Mixes it up a little. Yeah, like the, those one-off, like, roll to the side to roll out of the way of a boulder is kind of... They don't do a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you have, uh, let's see, you have that fight somewhere... Oh, yeah, okay, then you do end up firing the lasers. For me, Hala fired them, not knowing what we did to them. Yeah. Uh, that happened to me as well. And the whole ship starts crashing into the eye of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's uh, fun. Andrew, what do you think of the uh, like fight scenes in these kinds of games, in these Telltale games? Um, just in general? Yeah, just in general. I think uh, sometimes they feel way weightier than others. Yeah, like, totally. This was definitely a high, like a high effort one, you know. Like yeah, this one was great. A lot, a lot of camera panning and stuff. I feel like usually, uh, usually, they kind of feel a little lame, but this one felt cool. Uh, I liked that Groot got like a kill shot with the the platform. I thought that was like good, like environmental use. Yeah, yeah. there's a big platform that falls on Hala at the end, and it's good that Groot got to do it. Yeah, Groot. Did. Uh, yeah, Groot I wonder had a lot he, to do. I wonder if he still episode. gets to do that if he's missing an arm. Because mm. oh yeah, I guess, that's a good I guess point. I'll never know. But <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, for me, Groot has a bunch of flowers on him too. I didn't think about this last episode, but did you not get that, Dustin? I didn't have any flowers on Groot. Yeah, Groot's got a lot of flowers on him because when he went with uh, Gamora and uh, Peter into the one tunnel in the last episode, uh, like when we could have picked Rocket. Uh huh. Um, he found like these weird mushrooms that spored, like spore clouds, clouds, and they seeped into Groot, and then he grew a bunch of flowers, and he got really embarrassed when the flowers started blooming on him. <laughs> oh, like 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 a he. It's paramount to like popping a boner in Groot culture, I suppose, to have right. a bunch of flowers just grew out of him. But understandable gamora and peter were were very supportive and they were like oh that it looks great happens to everybody and then oh wait so yeah i don't think i got that either so that must have been like if you, you went you went with team. rocket yeah yeah i went with rocket yeah you gotta you gotta have i think you gotta go to the uh, gamora I, t- I did tell him he was i did tell him he was being a big jerk though so yeah happens, happens. he was we got, into, we got into the screaming match or whatever so that was cool um there's one final Peter's mom flashback uh, when the ship crashes in, against the eye of nowhere. Uh, and this this one really got to me. This was like the emotional peak of the episode for me. Um, okay. Where you're you're out doing that, that camping scene. You, you're uh, building a fire. And it starts with Peter's mom saying like, hey, it looks like that fire is getting pretty low. Better build it up. And you can build up the fire a little bit. You have a choice between lighter food and matches, and that feels like it's the important thing, but it isn't. Because then you keep <laughs> talking with her for a little bit, and um, she like like apologizes for falling asleep at the wheel before, and she um, tries to make you feel better about the fact that like she is dying, and it's it's going to happen sooner than later. Uh, and then she 
like says, hey, you better build that fire up more. It's getting pretty low. And Peter's confused because like you just did it. And then um, she's like, oh, my God, did I already say that? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's my mind is. And then she like breaks down a little bit. Peter has the opportunity to say something to her of like, hey, it's okay, Or, you know, we we shouldn't have come here or whatever you want to want Peter to say in that moment. And then she calms down and then she says, hey, that fire's getting a little low. You should probably build it up a little bit. And like it's it's at that moment that Peter realizes like, wow, this is really this is really pretty happening. bad. This is very bad. Um yeah, I've I've had a few grandparents at this point. I being Mitchell Wolf, real person, have had a few grandparents who have died uh from complications due to Alzheimer's disease. And it, it feels this is not what Peter's mom had. Peter's mom did not have Alzheimer's. She was she's like young. She's like in her thirties. Um Right. But uh, like that kind of thing is is just heartbreaking to see happen. You you can see it happen in real time, very easily with with, with some of these uh, neurodegenerative diseases. It it's a uh, pretty pretty telling and pretty hard to come back from when you start mm-hmm. seeing that kind of thing. I'm not sure right. what the narrative function of this cutscene is. Still, I like it in and of itself a lot. Um, I, I guess it does the job of reminding you that Peter wants his mom back right before the end because it comes up. Right. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's true. It is a good scene though. Yeah, I thought that was, uh, probably the strongest, like, scene of the episode. For I sure. think so too. Yeah. Um, you land. Or you wake up from having crashed, I should say. And uh, Hala and Baldin and the Guardians are still kind of going at it. But you have the Eternity Forge now. It it fell into your hands. And um, you have the option. This is the the big big boy choice of the episode. For for us, who have the Eternity Forge. Dustin, I would love to know what happens. But uh, get this. Oh, uh... Yeah, what? Uh, you also have to decide Hala's fate before that. Uh, not before that. After that. Because the, the, well, the first choice that you have oh, yes. is the Eternity Forge is full. Hey, you're on the skull of a dead Celestial. What if you bring back the Celestial? <laughs> and the giant-ass god of the sp- of space kills all of the Kree ship in one swipe. What if you do wow. that? Um, so that's a choice you can make, or you can say, I'm going to spare the Kree. Um, I spared the Kree. Uh, what- oh, I brought that head back to life. Oh my god. <laughs> did you? That's, <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, I did. Okay. How did that go? Uh, it shoots like a giant laser. and like, It just kills all yeah, the Kree? It, it, yeah, it just wow, big laser. Wow. That's crazy. How do you how do you feel are you okay? It was cool. It was it was it was um, <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I like I like I like the laser. That's so interesting. Yeah, that's intense. <laughs> Is it just alive now? Still? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't really come up again. Wow. You'd think it would. 
Yeah, I, I, I guess, uh, yeah, you would think it would, but I don't think it, I don't think it had any impact past the fight scene. It just hmm. shot a laser. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dustin, you don't have any kind of choice like that. No, no sort of choice. Uh, what happens for me is after the ship lands, uh, you know, you find out everyone's all right, but you see Hala, she is fucking dying. She, because, uh, the forge is, a, you learn earlier in the episode that if she does not keep sucking the life out of other people, oh, okay. the forge will kill her. So basically she needs to do that to live at this point. So since you're distracting her from doing that, she's dying. She's basically dead at this point. Uh, wow, okay. So she pops up from under the rubble. She's dying. She, her mind is going because uh, the forge is basically disintegrating her from the inside. Uh, so she thinks you are her son. And you have the choice to say to her... Uh, you can say, "Hey, I'm I'm not your son," <laughs> or uh, <laughs> cool, or you can just kind of play along, which is what I did. You know, just she's dying, like she's done horrible things, but you know, it, you kind of feel pity for her uh, as she's fading away and thinks you're her son. So I just kind of talked to her like I was her dead son. Wow! And the, the difference between your ending and Andrew's ending is intense. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> well, I, I will say it, it really only destroys the fleet. So all the ones that are like standing around in the battle are like not blasted. Okay. That Yeah, that's a little better. <laughs> uh, Andrew, at the beginning of this episode, you said that you wish you made a different choice previously. Which one was that? Oh, no. I feel like uh, I feel like. I made the correct choice and would have not liked it if I didn't. Well, which was but, the choice? Uh, the the forge, like whether oh, okay. to destroy it or not. Yeah. I feel like I would not have liked how the story went without it. Like knowing I liked how it. it goes. I th- I thought it was great. I I didn't have any problem with destroying the forge personally. Well, there is one other thing that the forge does at the end of this episode, uh, mm. but but to to talk about the choice here a little bit, um, I chose. To not revive the Celestial. Um, and I spared the Kree. And I... Uh, and I, I basically used it as a threat, though. So I told Hala... <laughs> I could. Give up your leadership and give it to Baldin. So we uh, installed Baldin as the leader of the Kree. Cool. cool. Um, and, and he was very appreciative of that. And he was, as far as we can tell, a good guy about it. And he's going to take the Kree to be um, a a more peaceful, constructive race after that point. Uh, And he asks the Guardians if he can have um, Hala under Kree custody. And I let him do that, too, uh, so long as she's not going to be like... A problem. Yeah. So I I actually had her taken to the Nova Corps. Yeah, okay, that was the other option. I thought I, I could take her to the Nova Corps, and it would be understandable. How did that go? Uh, they come in and they take her away. Is cool. Baldin, like, really upset about that? No, he's like, oh, yeah, I get it. It's chill. <laughs> Man, he does not have, like, a lot of love for his mom. He's got some, but it's <laughs> it's not He didn't like want to most. see her killed. <laughs> yeah. But that's about where it stops. Yeah, that's about the, huh. the majority of it. 
Um, also, yeah, like uh, destroying the fleet did not seem to make him any more mad. So, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's he's like, yeah, like I'll I'll take the remaining Kree and we'll we'll tell stories about how you uh how you saved whatever our our race or whatever. Yeah. You you kill all of his friends and he's like, I'm rubber. You're glue. <laughs> yeah, it, it is kind of like that, yeah. Um, we'll tell stories about how uh, you killed all of our people, and that was apparently good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, a, yeah I'll, re- I'll rebuild the Kree's reputation or whatever. <laughs> um, There's a plane here making a big Ooh. buzz. We love that. Uh, so, okay, last thing in the episode, you go to the bar again. Uh, you settle the tab by saying, we just saved your ass. And he's like, yeah, okay, I'll erase the Shit, tab. fine. Um, and Mantis points out for me that there is still a whole charge left in the Eternity Forge oh I will say uh, backing up to the bar tab I don't know why my version of the story they didn't just pay it because we got money from the collector. Like, oh, yeah. you just didn't want to. You just didn't want to pay. But yeah, no, they they're just like, yeah, no, we're not going to pay. Well, yeah. Why would you if you can just not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But like, uh, so yeah, we we had a charge left in the Eternity Forge, so we were given a choice. We could use it right now to bring back Lila, Nebula, Peter's mom, or Kamaria, or to let the forge die. Um, and Dust and I, I, I suppose you don't have this. No, I, have I guess something Nebula else. would not. I guess Nebula would not have been an option also if we didn't, like, take her with us. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, Dustin, what's what's your thing? Well, tell me how it played out for you guys first. I was very... I, I thought about it for a while. I had to pause it and, and think about it for a little bit. Because I decided that Peter's mom, as much as it would be great to see her again, and that last scene was very sad, uh, died of natural causes. And... You know, it, I who's to say if that was before her time or not, if you're trying to be very clinical about it. Um, so I decided not her. I also decided okay. not Nebula um, because she died in combat doing what she wanted to do. Um, right. So it was between Lila and Kamaria. Uh, a very hard choice, uh, but I chose Kamaria so that Drax could raise his daughter. Okay. And she okay. comes back and we have her again. I- I chose Lila because I've seen a little movie called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah, so that makes sense. I was like, yeah. It's like wish fulfillment for a, for a movie that came out years later. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I thought about it in the same way. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd, I'd love for that not to be the problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, what happens when Lila comes back? Uh, She's back. Hey, yeah, yeah. And they have a, they have a toast. And she's like, yeah. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> when Kamaria comes back, it, it's similar where she's like, hey, dad. And Drax is like, nice. Cool. That's great. It worked. <laughs> Neat. It maybe may is a little weaker uh, talking talking about it than uh, the concept is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just the actual scene in the bar is not very full, which is I really want to look up like what would happen if it was Peter's mom. Uh, I, I should watch that because that feels like the most thematic <laughs> it's one. just exactly the same peter's like cool 
thing is, too, it, it could have also just been like building up for another season they never got. Which yeah, well, yes. we find out they might have at least thought about it after the credits. Well, yeah, I mean, they yeah. gave themselves an, uh, a lead-in that they could have taken, yeah. whether or not they ever actually planned the season. Okay, so yeah. talking about this actually makes me very glad I destroyed the Forge. Well, what uh, happened? Because yeah. this led to probably my favorite scene in the whole episode. Ooh. With, uh, so, you're all celebrating. You, uh, They forgive your tab at the bar. Mantis pulls you aside and tells Peter when Hala died, when her body fucking disintegrated into little bits, uh, I, and you, you do see her do this. This isn't just out of the blue. She absorbs some of the charge of the forge when her body disappeared. And she tells Peter, this is not enough to bring someone back. But I can give you a few minutes to talk to your mom. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I, and Peter's like, what about everyone else? Everyone's lost someone. And Mantis says, you have done so much for me and everybody, Peter. I want to give you this. Wow. And so you can choose not to. You can choose to talk to your mom for a few minutes or just don't. And obviously I chose to talk to her. How and how's so, she doing? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So, uh, I so you go to like just a pure white room, just empty of everything, and Peter's like, "Whoa, what's this?" And then your mom, you see your mom just kind of there. She turns around. You both have a tearful reunion. Uh. You kind of joke around a little, too. Your mom's like, what the hell is that jacket you're wearing? <laughs> and Peter's like, yeah, well, you know, I thought it was cool. Everyone thinks it's cool. Everyone loves uh, it. Yeah, and she's like, all right. Uh, but yeah, then they have a tearful reunion. They hug each other. Peter tells her, look, this this is only going to be for a little bit. Uh, they both say, I wish there was so much I wish I could say to you. She asks Peter if he has people there for him. And he says, yeah, I got people who uh, care for me a lot. Uh, and she's very relieved to hear that. And uh, she's also very happy to see you kept uh, the tape player she gave you. And so uh, you two, you can choose what song to play for her. Uh I forget the other choices, but you pick uh, her favorite song, uh, which is the one that plays a lot. Is that the ELO song? Uh, that yes, <laughs> Living that Thing. Living yes, thing. it's in. It, it was killing. Thing. It was killing me during that episode that you didn't know it was called Living Thing. We after don't they all say know thing. things. Well, that's why you're on the podcast now. Everything works yeah. out. Yeah, I, I am to a noted uh, big song. big ELO fan. I saw them live in concert pretty recently. So yeah, and now now we know the name. So yeah, so I chose to play that for her. I forgot what the other. You have like four song choices, mm -hmm. uh, and I chose that one because Peter specifically said it was her favorite song. And then you just kind of stop and listen to it with her for a little bit, for like a, 
like half a minute or so before she disappears. Peter says goodbye. And yeah, then then the episode ends. Wow. That's yeah, powerful. I, I, I thought that was an extremely powerful scene. I loved uh, that might be my favorite scene in the whole series. Very good. Yeah. I, it just hearing you describe it is is uh, fulfilling. Yeah, Maria's just going to join the Guardians for me, and it, she's going to, I guess, grow up in this very rough way to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a lot of not great things, and you're just going to have to be part of it, I guess. To be fair, she's she's she is a warrior. Yeah, in training or whatever. So you know, mm-hmm. this this she, she, does, knows, she knows what she's signing up for. This does make me a little upset. We didn't get a season two. Imagine a uh, Guardian season two, and it can be either nobody came back, or anyone you chose to bring back is back. Yeah, or what if that like, would be so the different. new player character, whoever you brought back, and that would be interesting. Yeah, it could be Lila you, Nebula. Yeah, you play as Peter's Kamaria, mom or Peter's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, I think my version of Lila that got brought back, she doesn't have like her cybernetics. Or that makes sense. You like... brought back the, you brought her back as she was fully organic. Hmm. I wonder if Nebula would have that too if you chose her. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Hmm. I bet she would. Yeah, I bet she probably would. I'll probably, I'll, I'll have to go through and see. Although all they of do these. have I... like a model for her. From that one episode where they show her uh, flashback. That's true before the cybernetics. Yeah, just a smooth blue head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, looks weird when she doesn't have all this stuff. Yeah, what a freak. Well, <laughs> that's the body of our episode. Anything, el- uh, anything else you want to talk about with this season, Andrew? And, and our guest here today on the podcast. Um, I... I, f- I feel like I liked it a lot, but um, I definitely I definitely would have been a little mad if I played this whole season and then deactivated this thing and then uh, found out, oh, yeah, you could have just, like, brought her back to life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, it's a very powerful like, for scene real. about Dustin, but on the other hand, we could have just had Peter's mom. I, th- I I think what I got was more powerful than that. I stand by it. I, I feel like I would have been a little ripped off if it's just you choose someone to... Well, no, I would have been fine with it at the time, but then if I had seen the ending I could have got, where that's way more powerful, I think, than just choosing one of you get someone to come back. I mean, to to me, it feels like the realization of Peter coming to terms with the fact that his Guardian's family is worth not being self-indulgent for, because he's got, like, all of this pent-up remorse for losing his mom and uh, self-pity for being an orphan and growing up in a harsh environment because of that. He's He's got like that all in his head all the time. And yet, when push comes to shove at the very end, you can make the decision of like, yeah, it's still more important for you to have your kid than for me to see my mom again, who died like all moms do, unfortunately. And, uh, like, I, I liked what I got out of that. And I, I think I would have liked it with Lila or Nebula as well, even. Um, See, uh, I was thinking about it, though, and if it if it just brought Lila back as, like, like without all the cybernetic stuff, she's got, like, maybe, like, I don't know, how long do otters live? Like, 12 years top? So. <laughs> okay, let's look that up. So how like... long do otters live? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Rocket uh... still has cybernetics. You just don't see them, right? 
How long? Right. Do uh, ten to fifteen years. Not bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. Some individual otters have lived as long as twenty years in uh, zoos. So wow, yeah, not not bad. Yeah. So if you put Lila in a zoo, yeah, you got to make sure <laughs> she's, be fun. <laughs> she's got those zoo <laughs> environments to thrive in. I wonder if the Milano is closer or further to a zoo than just being out in nature. Well, the thing is, you know how much Lila likes being in a cage. She loves it. Yeah, so you just got to put her in that zoo. Yeah. Yeah, right at home. Yeah, I I thought this ep- this whole season felt a little muted to me compared to some of the other seasons we've gone through, not in terms of really like the tone or the amount of bombast being shown in the story. Um like in in that stuff it's kind of on par with like Tales from the Borderlands, which we've said is the most epic it's ever felt in in this formula right. um but something about it like it, it just doesn't for me come to that level of, of height uh, of like a walking dead season or tales from the borderlands or um it, or, or or batman even um i know that we we compared it to batman on our last episode as well um yeah, but like I, I still think that it proved itself quite well by the end. It did not stumble the landing at all. Um, yeah, it used all of the pawns that it has quite well. Like like bringing in Mantis or bringing in Lila or bringing in Nebula or what to do about Thanos. Like still, like I, I think the smartest thing this game ever did was in its first episode where it killed Thanos immediately. Yeah, I I. W- I'm so glad they didn't revive him to make him the big bad at yeah. the very end. Yeah. I, I will say also, uh, that's one of the things that the the Square Enix game also decided, like, yeah, we'll just keep Thanos dead. Does the they um, kill him in the beginning of the Square Enix game? No, it's 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 like um it's like, oh yeah, he he died in a war a bit ago. He okay. he tripped on a banana peel. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, yeah. I there's a lot of like DNA from this that gets pulled forward to that like like the they do still have like the telltale ish choices and like um, it like takes like the whole codex thing um, I don't know it's, you can definitely tell that they did their their homework on this game to make the uh, the Idas Montreal one cool took some inspiration from it. Yeah. yeah, I do want to play that. Maybe I'll play it. Maybe I'll, I'll it's, play it next. It's really good, actually. I think it's worth playing. Yeah, I should probably raise it in my priority list. I, I do want to get around to it. Um, yeah. How about uh, how about you, Dustin? You got any season wide thoughts? Um, not really. I yeah. thought it was good. I thought it was. Not like the best Telltale game I've ever played. I probably wouldn't even put it in my top five, but I enjoyed it all the same. Yeah, I can't go in the top five. It's it's not there. And it's, yeah, it's I, not I will say, five. like, as far as, like, adapting this property, though, like, like making something that feels like the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which is what it's kind of trying to do, definitely, you know? Definitely. I, I feel like they absolutely hit the nail on the head with it. Like, they did... You know, it's it's about that level of like Marvel movie quippiness and like whatever. Like a fan, a fan of that movie will be like, 
I like I like this because it's like the movie I like. Yeah, yeah and, and I think I don't, that's you know I don't think it like overdoes it with the jokiness either. Like it knows when to. Well, let it I don't think Guardians. I, I think Guardians is like the one Marvel thing that doesn't. Yeah. Well, get I over. which is interesting it, it, it because it feels the like line, the one, especially in this game. I've seen it to the line a lot further to the line than the movies ever did. Uh, especially in that first episode, I was a little nervous because the the writing in episode one of this game was quite a bit quippier than it would become in any subsequent episode. To be fair, I think episode one is the best time to be more quippy because the stakes haven't been risen yet. Like, it's still pretty... It's at the beginning of the adventure. It's fine to get these jokes out. I I see what you're saying, but it, like... If I didn't have this podcast, I would I would maybe be put off by it enough to not want to keep going. I getcha, I getcha. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it was at that level, but like, I didn't like it. It was something I, I did not enjoy <laughs> seeing. Right. Um, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is interesting because it, it's the same kind of just like really fun to watch high profile uh, pop fiction kind of thing that Star Wars was when it came out in the 70s and 80s at the beginning or like uh-huh. Harry Potter was at the turn of the millennium not even just sci-fi like anything like that right right but with those if you want to make your own adaptation or sequel or side story you can very easily imagine like okay well the story of Luke in star wars was the original trilogy if we're going to make our own star wars video game or tv show or sequel movie or prequel movie um what star wars did that was cool was invented this concept of something called a jedi or the sith or bounty hunters so like you could imagine your story starring one of those but a different one and you could make up your own story with that and then, like, because it's it's promoting a, a system in which you can fall into. You could be a Jedi. That isn't Luke. You could be a different Jedi. Or you could be a different uh, Hogwarts student or, or wizard elsewhere. Or you could be a different airbender or avatar than Aang. Or you could be a different Pokemon trainer than Ash. And in Guardians of the Galaxy, it's like, no, it's the story of specifically Peter Quill. Like, you can't have... A Guardians of the Galaxy story that isn't the story of like Peter Quill, orphan from Earth. Uh, his mom died of cancer, and then he was abducted by aliens. And Rocket Raccoon is a experimental animal. And Drax, he his family died, and Gamora was adopted by Thanos. And Groot's a tree. And between <laughs> like, like you can't, you really can't move too far out of it, which I do think hurt this series a little bit like the the, the, I, the stuff that was similar to the movies w- was often done very well and we pointed it out of like hey that rocket backstory scene that was done very very well and that was similar to what they would eventually do in movie number three but see i kind of i kind of feel the i kind of feel the opposite because like the thing the thing is like okay you can actually revisit these characters but like uh, Marvel gives them like the license to do new things with them. Like the fact that Thanos is already dead, like that's 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 a wild thing to just be like, yeah, you can just like kill off like the the big bad and like uh make a story where that's not a not a factor, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like the the different backstory for Mantis here. 
you can uh, Mantis is wildly oh, different. Oh yeah, Mantis the, is the, very, yeah. Square Enix game. Definitely. Um in, in the movies as well. Yeah, Mantis is just done differently all over the place, I guess. That's the one area where yeah. they really experiment. So there's room to play around, I think. There's definitely room. I'm not saying that they copied anything too far. I think or, part or of the anything. problem too I think part of the problem too is that this didn't get a second season to do new things. Uh, because like, okay, you do have to revisit the, the you know, you have, you're establishing a new version of these characters over and over again because you don't get a sequel, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, the the new version of these characters would have been something that would be excited to see in the sequel. Although, so we got a post credit scene we didn't talk about. Um, yeah. Where some weird new character I don't recognize dressed in black um finds thanos's corpse and that's it (laughs) and it looks like maybe they'll bring him back like they'll try to bring thanos back but uh i don't know who this character is i tried to look it up i don't i don't see anyone talking about it um yeah and i I also feel like that would have been real lame yeah to bring thanos back like i appreciate it as a post-credit scene of like oh that is something to think about like You'll imagine the characters' future. If you imagine them having to fight Thanos again, that's one thing. But, like, I don't want to play that game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What if they just took Thanos' body and turned it into, like, a car? Oh, that's what that guy... Because that, he was kind of dressed, like, in leather, like a race car driver might be. Yeah, so what if he was just like, I'm going to turn this body into a car and drive it around. Cool. Yeah, that'd be well, good. That'd be a good direction. Mm-hmm. I, I know this is only like a tangential thing, but like I I will also say like if you played this one back to back with the like the the Square Enix one um earlier like you're you know you're getting like all those emails and like one of them is from like the the Universal Church of Truth or whatever which is the plot of that game so it's like kind of interesting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, Ooh. yeah, it's weird that that's not actually a sequel to this it feels like it is a sequel to this in a lot of ways but isn't quite right yeah they definitely just takes a lot of of notes yeah cool i mean that's interesting yeah the the star lords of those games kind of look similar um yeah except one has dumber hair well yeah i I, I I do not like how peter looks in the square enix one I, i think it's just because uh chris pratt had pretty dumb hair by the end of the uh, Guardians movies. he His hair got, like, weird by the end of those movies. <laughs> it's like poofy. He weird hair. Yeah, he got, like, weird and kind of porny in his mustache as well. <laughs> like, by the end. He he took a... Peter took had a, a mustache in this episode at one Because, point. like, in, in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, he really looked like a rock star. Um, but maybe he looked too much like a rock star and had to retract a little bit. Let let let's derockify a bit. <laughs> yeah, he needs to be a sad alcoholic. So let's uh, let's just show him way worse. <laughs> sad alcoholics are not cool. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I believe that's the show. Let's talk about our segments. I love segments. Uh, Andrew, as our special guest, I'd love to invite you to go first with your segment. You have the choice of talking about your golden moment, weekly guy, or choice cut. Which one's up? Um, I think my weekly guy was bald in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because they, I feel like it's impressive that they like established him in like a 
single episode, basically, because yeah. he was like a non-factor in the previous episode. And then in this one, it's like you get his whole deal like really quickly. Yeah, I feel similarly um, about that. If I like, was I, if I was bald in, I'd put on a hat. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good, Dustin. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, Continue. Keep, keep that going. I, I think the thing the thing that impressed me with uh, Baldin especially was that like I can't imagine like I couldn't imagine how the story would have went without him like it it was like he was like the plot in this he 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 was the inciting incident for this whole episode yeah but he does not have to be there um my choice cut was uh like just who to revive um that is also mine yeah it. Because, like, I was really thinking about it. I, I almost picked Nebula just because, like, she she's the only one where, like, her death was the Guardian's fault, kind of. Hmm. It's like, it's like oh, a, if she didn't join the Guardians, she would it. have been alive. Yeah, that is an interesting way to look at it. I was not thinking of her as a potential candidate. And my, my golden moment <laughs> has to be the flashback, which was really good. I think... Very impactful scene. Yeah. Um, my golden moment is actually the Hall of Fight. But yeah, maybe I should have said the, the flashback. It's it's up there. It's it's one of the two. Uh, but the Hall of Fight is just one of the um, best examples of that telltale choreography for the Q, uh, QTEs. Right. It, it, like doing what they do, what they want to, what they seemingly want to do with these games, like is make them choice based and like make them really thoughtful and narrative based but also they just want to have epic fight scenes all the time and i i think that like at its core is a conflict in game design right. like i i don't know if those two things go together like peanut butter and jelly um but this one's like the best one i've seen in a long time so i'll, I'll give it to them yeah. i like it yeah um m- my choice cut was the revival like andrew said my weekly guy though is groot um, I, I've been slagging off Groot a little bit because I, I've always said that Groot's like not really a character. Groot is an emotional bind that you can have with, uh, between the other actual characters. Um, uh, but Groot this episode had some, uh, some great moments like trying to convince Mantis that they had always been friends and there were good times in the group. Um, yeah, we didn't even talk about the. I guess it was a pretty short scene, but the flashback to when they all met. Yeah, they met in the holding cell when they were all arrested. Yeah, and Peter had the mustache. Yeah, Peter had the the what Chris Pratt would later have as his porn stash. So that's interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Wow, Chris Pratt in real life got that mustache later. <laughs> <laughs> life imitates art. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that 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 was um, just endearing for Groot. So yeah, those are my yeah. those are my segments. How about you, Dustin? My weekly guy is also Groot, basically for the same reasons you just said. He had some great standout moments uh, this time. Uh, something that helped me was uh, since I made him the distraction. Uh, you don't even get to see it, but I just liked imagining it. Uh, Rocket is telling you what's happening. He's, he's like losing his shit. He's like, oh man, you gotta see this. Groot turned like the whole hall into like a big forest and there's like <laughs> these giant flowers that are just eating the Cree hole. Oh, it's great. 
And Peter's just like, ah, I wish I could have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah. So Groot, very good. I liked him in the flashback. Uh, oh, I, I liked, uh, even though you're not really doing that much, I liked making his arms stretch through the vent. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my choice cut was, uh, since I didn't get to revive anybody, uh, was what to say during your speech, your, your motivational speech to your crew. Mm. And you get to say, you get to choose something to say about each of your teammates. And you have some options that are like legit compliments and you have some that are kind of backhanded compliments like rocket boy, does he suck, but we love him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was like Rocket. Rocket, you sure you? He's got a lot of fleas, but we keep him around or whatever. You sure are a real dick. Yeah, I I said to Mantis during that, like, yeah, she invades people's privacy. <laughs> anyway, I think, I think mine was like, yeah, I don't know you that well, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I I told her I said Mantis, the newest friend of the guardians and she lost her shit too she was like oh my god i've never had friends before she was very happy about it yeah yeah, that's barely even a compliment too it's just like you are factually the newest of us well to be fair what else does she have to go off of? yeah yeah no totally uh i I think I got to reaffirm that Drax was invincible in that scene so i like that i told Drax he was a real family man why why did that <laughs> that's nice but like why did that psych him up? I just it just made him feel good. Okay. Uh, he was like, "Yes. Was, I am." So that was your choice cut. What was yeah. your golden moment? Golden moment was the scene at the end with Peter and his mom. Of course. I thought that yeah. was wonderful. Probably favorite scene in like the whole series, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me a little jealous. I, I should have maybe brought Peter's mom back. No, I should have brought Kamario back. Well, I feel I feel right about that. Well, I think my thing is with choosing to bring someone back is one of the points I felt through the season was everyone's lost somebody, but now the Guardians are a family. So I feel like it would have felt weird to say, like, the Guardians are our family now, except you, you get to have someone come back. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, because also in our story, Baldin is back, and he's just fine, and he made the right call. Yeah, I so yeah, I did. I did not have Baldin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Baldin really sets the stage for like, no, you can come back, and it's it's good. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't miss him. I didn't know this guy. Well, <laughs> that's been our show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Andrew. Yeah, it's been a good one. Yeah, it has been fun. I'm glad uh, that we're able to have you on before we finish. We only have a few more games left. uh, And we have only a few many... uh, What am I trying to say? We only have a few more weeks left as we head into... Yeah, we're coming to the end. Yeah, we're going to take a a break for holiday and New Year's for uh, the rest of 2023. We're going to see you again in 2024 where we'll have three and or four, (laughs) maybe... Uh, series left depending on how we handle that i believe the next one we're going to handle though is minecraft story mode season two got to get that all taken care of before we eventually see that uh live action minecraft movie that is apparently based on the story of this game how crazy is that (laughs) ridiculous andrew did you not know about that no i did not jason momoa is going to star in the live-action Minecraft movie, 
and he's starring Why? as Gabriel the Warrior, a telltale character <laughs> uh, from Minecraft story mode. So if you want to see that Minecraft movie, it, it, the first movie based on a telltale game, it's fucking this one for some reason. And it's Yeah. Yeah, it's not Walking Dead. That would be t- that would make too much sense. It, That'd be crazy. <laughs> it's not a, So we're all going to go to we're all going to go to the theater, right? Do a movie review. Of course, yeah. Yeah, they they put out a Telltale movie. We're not going. You think that? That's crazy. I would not have guessed this would be the first one. Nope. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Wolf Among Us would have been a cool one. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, have it by the same like special effects team as Detective Pikachu, but like in that case, it really, really makes a lot of sense that they're all kind of ethereal and wispy and monstrous weird creatures. Yeah, yeah weird, yeah. like off-putting looking. <laughs> I mean, I love the way Detective Pikachu looks, but I also sympathize with people who don't think that's what Pokemon looks like. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, that's been the show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, subscribe to us whenever you can. We'll be back with Minecraft Season 2. And until next time, have a great summer. Yeah. Yeah, I liked yeah. <laughs>